If you're like most students, you really struggle with being distracted when you need to get things done and it's hard to focus. That's what we're going to talk about today on College on Fleek, how to eliminate distractions so you can focus and get things done. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. One of the things that students, but really everybody, struggles with right now is distraction. There's just so much going on that can distract you and it makes it hard to focus and when you can't focus you can't get things done, you can't make forward progress. So today we're going to talk about how to eliminate distraction. But first, let's take a motivation minute. It can be so hard to get motivated and stay motivated, but one of the best ways to up your motivation is to have small wins or small victories throughout the day. I mean, you know how you feel when like you get an A on a test or you win a game or something goes your way. You're like, yeah, and it just kind of amps you up. Well, you have to give yourself little victories as often as you can. And one of the easiest ways that you can give yourself a victory, and this will increase your motivation, is make your bed every morning. Now, a lot of times people say, well, why bother? I'm just gonna get back into it at night. Well, that's dumb. That's like saying, why bother showering? I'm just gonna get dirty again. Or why bother eating? I'm just gonna be hungry again. Or why bother sleeping? I'm just gonna get tired again. There are several reasons why making your bed will help you increase your motivation. Number one, when you walk into your room and the bed is unmade and it's all messy, it's hard to feel like you have your S to G. It's very hard to feel organized and to feel like your stuff is zipped up tight because everything's a mess. Number two, that messy, unmade bed is an invitation to get back into it. And number three, making your bed normally means you're going to have to get up a few minutes earlier, and it's really only gonna take you maybe five minutes to make your bed, but you'll have to get up a few minutes earlier, and that makes it more likely that you're gonna be on time getting to class. And no matter what else happens during the day, when you get back to your room, your bed is made. It helps you feel like you've accomplished something and it helps you feel like you've really gotten it together. Frequently, making your bed could be the starting point for getting organized in other parts of the room or organized in other parts of your life. So make your bed. That's your motivation minute. Every week, we like to give you a study hack or a success hack. Today, I'm going to share a success hack with you for the best study hack ever go to collegeonfleek.com and get the Study Smart Toolkit. That is the three-step system that I developed for myself. I had terrible test anxiety all through school, high school, college, graduate school, and this is the method I created to help myself. And when I saw, when I began teaching and I saw that my students were struggling with tests, I started teaching this method to them and it works. And over the years, I've taught this three-step study system to thousands of students, and the ones who use it, it works. So go to collegeonfleek.com 
and get the Study Smart Toolkit. It's free. It's a video tutorial. It would be like if I was just sitting down with you one-on-one -on -one and teaching you how to study. It works for any major, any class, any school, high school, university, it doesn't matter. So do yourself a favor and get that College on Fleek Study Smart Toolkit. Now, the success hack I would like to share with you is take notes. When you're in class, taking notes is a great idea for a few reasons. Number one, it helps you learn the information and then you have something that you can look back on that you can study with. But number two, it'll keep you awake in class. And a lot of times it's hard to stay awake. And I would say the more boring the class is, the more important it is for you to take notes. Even if you have a fantastic memory, I would take notes at least to help me pay attention. If your instructor provides you with very detailed notes, then I would at least take notes on what does the professor spend time talking about. I've had students do that sometimes where I'll say, time, you know, wear a watch, or if you're allowed to have your phone in the class, use the timer on your phone, and time how much time the professor spends on each part of the notes in the lecture, because the more time he spends on that information, the more likely it's going to be on the exam. So that's one thing that you can um, do with your note taking. Again, it helps you stay focused and engaged and it gives you a challenge and you're less likely to drift off. Research indicates that students who take handwritten notes learn the material and do better on exams than students who type the notes. And that's for a few reasons. Number one, it activates a different part of your brain. You also have to listen more closely because you can't write. Uh, many times you can't write as fast as you could type. And that forces you to pay attention and really capture the information. Um, instead of going word by word, you're really learning it and internalizing it and then writing it down in a way that will make sense to you. Also, if you're typing your notes on a tablet or a laptop, you are just so much more tempted to, in a, in a down moment, switch your screen and check out your social media or ESPN or whatever. And if you're just taking notes on a notepad with a pen or a pencil, you don't have that distraction. Oh, look, yeah, there's another place where you could be distracted in class trying to take notes. So minimize that distraction and take notes the old-fashioned way, paper and pencil or paper and pen. And the other benefit of doing that is you don't ever have to worry if anything happened to your laptop or your tablet, you don't have to worry about your notes being lost because they're in a notebook or they're on paper and they're not gonna crash. All right, let's talk about our big idea today, which is minimizing distraction. Distractions will just derail you. And all of us have distractions coming at us all the time. And we have a lot of different types of distraction. You might have physical distraction, like you don't feel well, or you have a headache, or your allergies are bothering you, or you didn't get enough sleep. You may have mental and emotional distractions, meaning something is on your mind, something's bothering you you're upset, it could even be you're really excited about something and you know, like maybe if spring break is next week, it can be hard to get focused to get things done now because you're excited that next week you'll be off. 
Then you have environmental distractions. You have your roommate who's making noise or the people who live in the floor above you or uh, maybe there's just some sort of ambient noise around you or it's too hot or it's too cold. And we can't always control every distraction, but we can certainly minimize them and we can set ourselves up for success. I'm gonna teach you four ways to minimize distractions so that you can focus. The first thing, put your phone away. Your phone is the number one distractor. And when I say phone, I mean probably any screen. Your phone, your tablet, your laptop, put those things away. What I'll do is I'll put my phone on airplane mode or at least I will put it on silent and do not disturb and I'll turn it face down and sometimes I'll put it on the other side of the room. If I think I'm going to need my phone for the work I'm doing, then I will put it on silent and do not disturb. I'm not telling you that you have to unplug for five hours, but just for 45 minutes while you get your math homework done. A lot of times the excuse that we use is, well, I have to be, what if there's an emergency? Get real. First of all, when we tend to say, what if there's an emergency, what we're really saying is somebody else is having drama. And if it's a case of you have a, a family member who is incredibly ill and you're waiting for the call, or you have minor children who depend on you and you really have to be available on the phone, that's one thing. But this what if something happens, guess what? It's probably gonna still be happening once you get back to your phone. What's most likely is you'll be distracted with a bunch of social media notifications and text messages and games and people just blowing up your phone with their emergencies, which is not gonna help you get done what you need to get done. And I can, I can promise you, when I've had students come to me and say, well, my roommate was sick last night and I had to take them to the emergency room and I sat there all night and so I, I can't take the test. Okay, that's a zero for you. I, I'm sorry your roommate was sick. And I understand that that was your priority over your grades. But when you fail my class, I'm going to say, gee, I'm really sorry. That sucks for your roommate. I'll see you next semester when you retake my class. These are the decisions that you're going to have to make in college. That's part of being an adult. When you make the decision that somebody else's emergency is going to be your priority, then you're not going to accomplish what you need to accomplish and there will be consequences for that. Now, if your feeling is, I'd rather get an F in a class and feel good because I sat with my roommate all night, okay, that's cool. You have to do whatever you're comfortable with. But let's just be honest with ourselves. The majority of what comes in to your phone during the day is not an emergency. It is a distraction. And again, I'm not telling you to not be on your phone for eight hours. I'm saying don't be on your phone for like 45 minutes while you work on a paper. So put the phone away. Number two, find a hiding place. If you cannot study in your room, and that might be your dorm room, your apartment, maybe even if you're still living at home with your family, for whatever reason, if it's because your mom is always interrupting you and asking you if you want a sandwich or your roommate is noisy or the people above you are always stomping around or there's just too much in your room or in your home to distract you. Like if you know 
if I try to study in my room, I'm gonna get in the bed and then I'm gonna fall asleep. One of my students last semester told me, she said that was a problem for her. Every time she'd go back to her room with the goal of studying, she'd look at the bed and she'd say, well, let me, let me just get in the bed to study. And that never, and she would end up falling asleep and then the whole day would go by and she wouldn't get her work done. And she told me, she said one thing, I don't go to my room anymore. I said, where do you go? She's like, I don't care. I go somewhere. I don't go to my room. Go find, maybe some libraries have a little study room. Some of my students have told me that the library study rooms to them are not helpful because there's noise and distraction. If the library doesn't work for you, find yourself a little, a little hiding place. Find yourself a little out of the way corner with a bench on it. If it's a nice day, maybe you could go sit outside somewhere, but, but where nobody's gonna really bother you. As always, you want to be safe and just be mindful of your surroundings. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're isolated and you wouldn't be safe. One of the things that I recommend to students is find an empty classroom. Again, be safe. Many times uh, at your university, there might be night classes. You could find a building where there are night classes going on, but maybe an empty classroom there that you could sit and study. So there are people nearby. Don't go to some isolated place where you could run into trouble. But when I say find a hiding place, I mean find a place where your friends can't find you, your roommates can't distract you. If none of those things sound good to you, for example, let's say you really would like to just be able to sit in your room and get some work done, noise canceling headphones or download a white noise app. I have an app called White Noise. And actually the sound that I like is called Brown Noise, but find one of these types of noise. I have a neighbor right now who is so noisy and it really makes me angry. And what I'll do is I'll put my AirPods in, I'll turn on that brown noise and I can't hear anything. And it allows me to just focus on what I'm doing. So if you need to do that, your hiding place could just be you're hiding and you've got your noise canceling either sound going or noise canceling headphones on. Number three, turn off the television, uh, turn off the radio, turn off the music, turn off whatever it is else that's going on your laptop, turn it off. Your brain normally cannot concentrate better with noise going on because what happens is your brain is trying to process and listen to whatever's going on in the background. If you feel like you need to have music to be able to work, it really should be instrumental music or uh, actually a lot of research shows that um, the Chariots of Fire soundtrack way from way back in the day from the 80s by Vangelis. That's actually really good motivational music because it taps into your motivation. I, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. So don't have those background sounds going on. Now, at first it might sound strange to you. A lot of times we're not comfortable with silence. But if you're finding that you have a hard time being creative or a hard time focusing, then you need to do something different. And that's gonna mean turning off the television or turning off the music. Number four, 
Go to your university's writing center or tutoring center. This is a great way for you to, number one, get your work done, and number two, get it done on a deadline, and number three, have that accountability. I had a student last semester that he went to our tutoring center on the campus where I teach. He went there once a week. And he said he would go when he really didn't even need help. And he had been struggling with math, but he went once a week and he said his goal wasn't always to get help with his math, but it was to make himself do whatever work he knew he didn't wanna do. Cause you know, you have some homework that you're like, okay, yeah, I don't mind doing this. And then you have some homework that you're like, oh, I hate this. So he would use his time in the tutoring center to do his math homework that he knew he wasn't gonna do on his own. And it was great because if he did need help, he had that appointment with the tutor. If he didn't need help, he would just say, hey, would you let me just work my problems and then you check them. I'm gonna tell you what, that was the easiest appointment that tutor had every week. And an added benefit is a lot of times your professor will either give you extra credit points whether or not they've told you that, but you definitely get brownie points. I mean, if your professor knows that you're going to the tutoring center and the writing center and they didn't make you do it, that makes you look good. Same thing with the writing center. You can make an appointment at your university's writing center. And if you walked in and said, listen, I'm working on a paper right now and what I really need from this appointment is let me work on it for 10, 15 minutes. Let me show you what I have. And then if you can, you know, give me some feedback and then let me work on it for another 10 or 15 minutes. It's okay to do that. If those environments would help you feel more motivated and you're in a crunch because like, oh, it's only a 30 minute appointment. I have to get this done then that's fine. And a lot of times you might find an environment like that where you actually get a lot of things done. One of the places I have found that I can get a lot of my writing done, and I don't know why this is, at my mechanic, when I'm getting my oil changed or getting anything done to my car, I don't know why because it's not particularly quiet in there. But for some reason when I'm there, and I sit down with my laptop or my tablet, I can just really bang out a lot of work. I don't know why, but I just go with it. So every time I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get my oil changed, I know, okay, it's probably gonna be like an hour from the time I sit down to the time I drive away. And I'll take something with me and just know, like I'm gonna get this done sitting at the mechanic. Maybe it's while you're getting your hair done or your ladies, maybe you're getting your pedicure and you can sit and get something done. It, it doesn't matter. It's finding that place or that opportunity that it's a, it's a set amount of time and you're able to focus and get things done. Here's the bottom line with distraction. Nobody else is going to honor your boundaries if you don't honor them first. Other people are not gonna leave you alone so that you can get things done. And that's why it is up to you to manage your distractions. And that's part of being an adult. When you need to get something done, you have got to train yourself to focus and complete it. That's just life. And most of us are not used to 
creating a distraction-free zone. And listen, our whole society is set up to just be one big distraction because you figure everything is like breaking news, flash sale, do this now, read this immediately, ping, notification, text, email, phone call, urgent. You know, everything in our society is set up to distract us and make us want to pay attention. And so you really have to be focused on purpose. If you're going to be focused, you've got to do it on purpose. So I hope that some of the tips today have been helpful for you. Now, College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue. And if you're needing more help with eliminating distraction, put something in the comments. Let us know because we want to help you be successful. And I want to issue a challenge to you right now. In the comments, let us know, are you making your bed every morning? And remember, you can always connect with us at collegeonfleek.com. We have a lot of great resources there that will help you crush it. And join us next week when I'm going to share with you the three biggest mistakes that I see college students making that is keeping them from being successful. So join us next week on College on Fleek.